0: Jay Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing.
1: On the Range is brought to you by Vehicle Assurance.
2: Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Pearly, what's up this morning?
3: I got my ball in my pocket and I'm ready to roll, baby. Let's, let's make it
2: happen. <laughs> Sounds like a song or something. All right. Um, we, formu- we formatted the show like a round of golf. And the first segment is called the On the Range segment, it's brought to you by Vehicle Assurance. 866-341-9255. If you need some additional coverage for your car, if you need a warranty, if whatever the make, model of your car, they've got something for you. They can help you out. Call those folks today. Uh, you want to check us out on our social media? Call Pearlie. He handles all of our social media. He's got it all right where it needs to be.
3: And our media is, social media is like a skyrocket with the numbers. So you got to give me a little credit for that. So next next subject. Nice day.
2: going, Pearl. Nice going. All right. We want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing. 314 um, 805 is their number. Call Bob and Kathy. First of all, they're great people. Second of all, they are helping people beautify their homes. Um, inside, outside, now the weather's getting good. Call those guys and uh, they will help you. All right, John, fun show today. We've got uh, a little sit-down major champion, Tom Lehman. He's won five tournaments on the PGA Tour. He's won 12 on the Champions Tour. And just a cool, uh, uh, straight-shooting guy.
3: Absolutely, Jay. I remember him from back in the mini-tour days. And and when I was kind of prepping for the show a little bit and listening to your wonderful interview with him uh, to kind of get ready for this, um, something re- reminded me, he was like one of the adults in the room uh, on the mini tour. You know, I-, I think at the time he was either engaged or maybe even married, but he he just carried himself like the rest of us now wish we would have and, di- and didn't. And so it's no surprise, although uh, he had a very tentative uh, track record through many tours, and it's not like he was a shoo-in on the tour by any stretch, but uh, he ended up making it, obviously, in a big way.
2: Yeah, no, he really did. I think at one point in time, we talked about it in the interview, he had 19 runner-up finishes in like a, uh, I don't know, a span of like uh, 12 or 14 years, so it's just incredible stuff. All right, so but but so so stay tuned uh, for the Tom Lehman interview, but Sam Burns just broke through won the Valspar tournament last week. Uh, on a great golf course the the Copperhead is a tough, tough track uh, in innisbrook down in outside of tampa but um what I wanted to talk a little bit about is, the, is watching someone like that, Pearl, go through the various levels, the learning levels of getting on the PGA Tour. It reminds me of back in our day, the Payne Stewarts. Remember where Payne Stewart was a choker. He was never going to win. Tom Watson was a choker. He was never going to win. Tom Kite couldn't win, right? All of these guys got Nick, themselves. Nick
3: Foldo. Yeah, Nick, Nick
2: Foldo. Foldo. And um and what happened is you watch that learning curve. It's different for everybody. You know, um it reminds me, John, of when I first got on tour, the, the one of the first levels you had to figure out was could you make a cut? You know, could you figure out how to get to the weekend? It and it really was a thing. And um uh so you watch this stuff. Um pretty cool stuff about Burns. He has um been the leader at the end of a round eight times this year, two times more than anybody else. And you watch what's what's happened and um man, he 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 putted well. Last last I remember he was tied or in the lead at Riviera Pearl and where Max Homer wound up winning. And um you know, you just watch some of the stuff that they go through and each time he mentioned this, each time he's taking taking things with him. He has learned. He has slowed the game down. You know, it is not that easy uh, to, to win and to go through these different levels on uh, at golf at its highest level.
3: You know, Jay, okay, I agree certainly with that. that golf is the highest level. But I think, I think we can back it way up into when we played junior golf and how we got to the, the certain areas of comfort. I think we can talk about the guy that's playing in his club championship uh and and the first year was all over the map or maybe played nine good holes and then fell apart i think we we can relate it to that to a lot of life stuff in general i think it it's it's exposed when it's on tour when it's the cameras are on and you're watching this guy sweat and kind of choke which by the way you didn't see from him uh that last round he was kind of cool as a cucumber out there however however he snap hooked one that could have gone out of bounds by about 150 yards and hit a tree and came down, and I think he ended up scrambling away for par. So, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a little bit of luck to get us over that that final hump. And I think most guys would say that somewhere in the round, and we've had a, uh, one of our ex-college teammates, Corey Pavin, said, if you're not playing your best and get some luck, you're not
2: going to win a tournament. John, 100%, it reminds me of when I was working for Fox at Shinnecock on the 18th hole with Brooks Kepka, who's got a two-shot lead, hits a beautiful drive on 18 in the middle of the fairway. He's got one of the few more level lies at Shinnecock with a six iron in his hand and misses the green by 35 yards to the left. I mean, yeah. and he still wins the 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 tournament, so you know you know you can look it up and look at that swing first of all it's a hard, hard as hell game, second of all, when you put yourself in those situations that stretch your comfort zone, right, weird stuff can happen to you, and it doesn't it's not always fatal in terms of whether you win or
3: win <laughs> or win Or or, in terms or, of, or, or. Or fatal, actually fatal, you know, although you, th- you think it might be when you're actually out there.
2: Yeah, right. But I think the one of the reasons, Pearl, that I wanted to bring this up is because we can help the guy or the gal that's going through her club championship. Maybe it's a high school match, and, you know, you're yep. trying to figure out how to be the medalist for the first time in your high school match. This stuff takes time. Are there anomalies? Of course there are. You get... Colin Morikawa winning two or three events his rookie year, and one of them's a major. I mean, you see, uh, um, you see all sorts of different things happen to people. You just you you, you rarely see uh, the outcomes in the future that stay the same. And what I mean by that is, you saw guys like Sean McKeel, Pearl win the PGA Championship, never came close to winning anything again. You know, he won one event. Yep. You see, a guy, I remember, Pro when we were in college, a guy named John Fote came out and won this tournament, won that tournament, said to the media, I'm only going to fo- going to focus on winning the majors. He never won a regular tour event again. You know what I mean? It just it just gets crazy. One of the things that's interesting here too, Pearl, we got to talk about expectations here because when guys win tournaments and then they do win a major, you see them take steps back oftentimes because they put this um additional pressure on themselves that they can't live up to.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. I think I think in some ways there's a breakthrough and you have a certain sense um of I belong, and you can also kind of get out of whack uh, to your point there as well, and put that next level of expectation. Or, hey, I've done it once, so it's going to happen again. Yeah, not necessarily. You better do a lot of the uh, the absolutely right things. All right. So, we talk. Who were who you talking about? Uh, and I think it was a, a nationwide. Oh no, it wasn't. It was the PGA uh, Club Pro Championship with Omar Aristi. Yeah, and he won. And he won. And I was telling you when I was watching it. Here's a guy that played on tour a lot of years. I don't know if he ever won on tour.
2: No, he did not.
3: He did not win on tour, but he played on tour a long time. And these other club pros, there's some really good players. Most of the guys have better swings than his. But he had a certain understanding of the game and a certain confidence and a certain way to get around. And even with shooting 40 coming down the stretch, he still won by a handful of shots. There's a certain level. Once you get to a certain level and kind of have that confidence in yourself, uh, it, it, it can kind of pay dividends for quite a, quite a while. It was so interesting to watch him do that with what appeared to be far lesser skills than some of the other guys.
2: Yeah, I, I, uh, I'll i never forget, I, I was playing with Omar uh, Uresti, and he, his wife gets pregnant, and they have this little baby boy, and he's so excited, and he said to me, I'll never forget this, I can't wait for my son to start talking. He's from Austin, Texas, and he said, his first words are going to be Texas, and I said, I can't even repeat what I said. I, I I said something to the effect like that's the dumbest thing I've ever. I said, Omar, if I told you when my daughter was born, her first words out of her mouth were Missouri, would you not give look at me like I had twelve heads? Yeah, that's my my one of my favorite stories. The, uh, the, um, the back and forth cannot be repeated, but it was really, really something. Um, okay. So I got a funny story about Sam Burns. Um, Sam Burns grew up in, um, uh, Louisiana down in, um, oh gosh, Pearl, where did we play that? Shreveport. down in Shreveport and uh, where David Toms is from and a good buddy, David Toms lives down there. And, um, uh Sam Burns' dad and his brother were ki- were uh uh college football players. They played football at a high level. Their mom loved the Friday night lights, the football, and and Sam decided in eighth grade, uh, hey mom, I'm gonna stick with golf. I don't wanna play football anymore. And she's devastated and he felt bad and said, Well, mom, you know, maybe I can get one more, you know, maybe I'll play one more year and she's like yeah, what what how do we make that up and she and he says, "Well, build me a putting green in the backyard and I'll play football my freshman year in <laughs> in high school." And she goes, "Deal." And then so he plays and then he says to, "Mom, mom, Where's the putting green? What's up, and she goes to her husband and says, "Look, I made this deal with Sam. We got to do it." And he's like, "I can't afford a putting green." And the, the long, <laughs> long and short of it is, they they put a um, a putting green in the backyard. You know, Pearl. That's going to wrap up. That is going to wrap up the uh, On the rating segment, but I want to do our our Tip of the Cap segment, and it's just terrific. The Tip of the Cap, it's brought to you by the Dean team of Kirkwood. Pearl, you, Colin and Brandy helped you get your, your new truck. Um, they're terrific folks, 314-966-0303. This week, Tip of the Cap, Jack and Barbara Nicholas. They opened up, I mean, I don't know where you start with these two. With Between children's hospitals, millions and millions of dollars they have raised for all sorts of different charities. But last week, we had the grand opening—we're going to cover this later in the show—of American Dunes. We talked about that when we had our buddy Noonan, um, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, on the show, and they opened up American Dunes in New Haven, Michigan. And Jack and Barbara were up there. They had these cool memorials to the fallen heroes and to just their heroes in general. He's coming into St. Louis to support the Ascension Charity Classic and the Champions Tour. And, I mean, just it's just unbelievable to have him on our side. So tip of the cap goes out to Jack and Barbara Nicholas, the whole Nicholas team, the whole Nicholas brand for supporting golf, growing the game. And the tip of the cap is brought to you by our buddy uh, Colin Burnt out at the Dean team of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Call Colin today. All right, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back on the front nine with the uh, interview with Tom Lehman. Just Golf with Jay Delsing.
0: Hello,
4: friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend Jay Delsing.
1: Are you looking for a great career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands, and fixing things inside the home? Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In Southern Illinois, contact Jeff Klein at Mount Vernon TV and Appliance Center. The phone number is 618-242-1579. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
2: I am delighted to welcome Marie Davila to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. I'm sure you know where it is, but in case you don't, Marie Davila is a landmark out in West St. Louis County. It's located on the corner of Clayton and Wideman Roads. It's also on 21 beautiful rolling acres right on the way out to Queenie Park. It's a country club-like atmosphere. It's iconic, and it's absolutely gorgeous. When my dad died and my mom decided she didn't want to live alone, Marie de Villa was the first place we called. When we pulled up, we were greeted at the front door by the owner, and he took us around on a tour of the facility. We learned that there are one, two, and three-bedroom villas that you can live in, and there's also 24-hour care in the east, west, and the Waterford buildings. So Marie de Villa had everything that my mom wanted. One of the things that stood out in my mind as well was the way – the family-owned business treats their guests that's right they refer to them as guests but they treat them like family so if you're in the process of trying to make a tough decision for this next part of life you got to visit marie davila this is local this is family and this is st louis this is marie de Villa. come be our guest
5: when things come out of left field Having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything. So we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
4: bum,
2: bum. Many of us have experienced back pain that interrupts our daily life and activities. Having been a patient at SSM Health Physical Therapy and seeing the one-on-one care, I can highly recommend them. Their experienced staff using the latest technique returns patients back to the things they enjoy, whether it's on the golf course or planting flowers in the garden or whatever it is you like to do. Let my friends at SSM Health Physical Therapy get you out of pain and back into your life. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Just call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy. Our passion.
0: Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic.
2: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. We've got Pearly with me. Brad Barnes has taken great care of us here at the ESPN studios. We're headed to the front nine, and it's brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. And I just, um, this weather is getting good. We can get out and practice uh, uh, and work on our games. And in September, 6th through 12th, Ascension. Uh, it's going to be hosting this fantastic event at Norwood Hills. And we're going to have the best field of the year on the Champions Tour. And uh, I just can't wait. We're, uh, so much good stuff going on.
3: Um, man. Just Are you ready? Are you ready? Is your game going to be ready, Mr. Delsey?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we just got to make sure your caddy game is up to par. We're gonna oh, be just cat, fine. Don't no,
3: don't 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 deflect. The oh, we're caddy game will be there. oh, we're deflected.
2: Oh, we're deflected. I don't have the foggiest idea what I'm gonna play like. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so excited. I don't know that first tee shot pro in front of all my friends and stuff. It's just gonna be just so special. Just great.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The whole the whole time is gonna be special. Yep. And come hell or high water, or whatever the results are. We're going to enjoy the heck out of it. It's yep. going to be a great, uh, a great celebration the whole week.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've got an interview with Tom Lehman, so just a five-time PGA Tour champion as well as um, a winner of the Open Championship. Uh, he's also an ambassador for the Ascension Charity Classic, so uh, Ascension hired him not too long ago to come on board and uh, just to help make the event better. So uh, let's go right to that. Uh, the first half of that interview with Tom Lehman. And the champion golfer for the year with a score of 271, Tom Lehman.
1: Tom Lehman is brought to you by Golden
2: Tee. I have the pleasure of sitting down with a longtime buddy, major champion, Tom Lehman. Tom, good morning.
4: Hey, Jay, it's great to be with you, and it's great to hear your voice.
2: You as well. My man, when I was doing a little bit of the prep for this, I thought besides being incredibly old, we have known each other since like 1983. Oh my gosh.
4: Well, <laughs> well, you nailed it. We are getting up there. We're a little bit more long in the tooth than, uh, than we'd like to think that we were, but we have been friends for a long time I and mean, we kind of go back to that same vintage of, of uh, amateur and college golf, you know, where we were out every week uh, toiling away trying to, you know, dream the big dream and, you know, chase our uh, our big visions and everything, and uh, so it's fun to, uh, to still be friends after all these years.
2: Yeah, it's, it's exactly right, and the fact that we can still remember some of those things is another terrific...
4: Uh, <laughs> well, and, well, maybe, maybe not, right? <laughs> yeah, we've forgotten
2: yeah. what we need to forget, I think, Tom, but, um, gosh, I look over your career, man. Let's just, just reminisce a little bit, and then I want to talk about the Ascension Charity Classic, but what a phenomenal... You, you made it all the way to world number one. Tom, we all dreamed of that, but it's something that you... are A box that you can check, really impressive.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think of all the things in golf that I am most proud of. Um, you know, and because we've all done things that we're really proud of, and you know, we I think we all have an idea of what our top end is. You know, we know what, how good can I possibly be? I think that's really the the key question that we all just need to figure out at some point. Now, how good can I really be? What's what is what is my top end? And and you know, I actually did believe uh, that at, you know in my thirties that I could get to number one in the world and. Um, I would look around myself and I would see guys who are great players and think, "Well, you know I can do that um, you know why can't I do I can do that and, and that was the goal. The goal was to get to number one and and uh, so of all the things that uh, have come my way over the years that 's the one thing that i 'm the very most proud of.
2: Well, and i know you 're a huge family guy, and that 's a whole an entirely different subject that we 'll talk about but Tom, you won the the British Open in one thousand nine hundred and ninety six five tour events uh, thirty seven wins around the the globe that um, it's fantastic. You got Ryder Cup teams. We have a lot to talk about, but one of the things, Tom, that I didn't realize uh, was that you had 19 runner-up finishes between 1992 and 2006. You know, a 14-year span. Uh, that was a hell of a lot of good golf for a long time.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it is a lot of good golf, and you know. But I think you know, at the end of the day, when you look back on things, you you. You know, like I remember one time uh, when I was a, a rookie on the tour when I was 23 years old, way back in the day, and I missed a whole bunch of cuts by one shot. And David Ogan made a comment to me like, hey, there's a reason for that. That doesn't happen by accident. Um, and so it kind of really got me thinking way back then about, hey, you know what, there, there's a reason that for every result that you get, good or bad. And, and, you know, I look at 19 runner-ups, and I think that it is a lot of good golf, but there's also a reason for that. You know, why weren't some of those victories Um, It it comes down to the fact that to be a really, I think, to be a superstar on the PGA Tour, you have to be a great putter. You can't be a good putter. I would always consider myself to be a good putter, sometimes a great putter. Uh, But the the guys who are truly the the great of the great, um, they're great putters all the time. And uh, I think that's really what separates uh, those who win a lot from those who win some and uh you know i chased all over the world to play and i won a bunch of tournaments obviously but uh but you know i, I was never what i would consider to be a great putter and uh you know if i was a great putter the, a lot of those 19 runner-ups would have been victories and uh, that's just kind of the, the way it is you know you so you have to kind of be honest with yourself and look at it and see you know and i worked really hard on my putting to try to become a great putter and, and i only got to be great once in a while which uh it's in some ways disappointing.
2: You know, Tom, I can remember a, a span of maybe three or four years where you had the lead in the U.S. Open. I know that was so dear to your heart to be the national champion, and it just eluded you almost every single time. And it seemed to come down with a, like you said, a, a putt that lipped out here or there that you you may not have uh, yeah. hit it the way you wanted to.
4: Yeah, there's a couple where I played really well. Um, you know, I played really well at Congressional, I played really well at um Oakland Hills and uh, you know, just to, to kinda of let those get away, you know, and, and you know, I would say that there was one in particular at Oakland Hills where I probably played about as well as I could possibly play and just everything seemed to just not work on Sunday. I shot seventy one on Sunday or or maybe seventy eight it's one or the other. I played really well. You know, and just uh, every bounce went the wrong way. Every putt lipped out. You know, every you know approach shot took a bigger bounce than you thought or stopped dead when it should have bounced. I mean, just all the things that, you know, kind of make that difference. And, uh, you know, you end up walking away from that one and you, and you say, well, you know, that's the best I could have played. I couldn't have hit one shot or one putt any better. It just wasn't my day. And then there's others like a uh, Congressional where, you know, you get impatient where you, you, you have victory in your sights. I remember birding the 15th hole on Sunday to – to go into a tie for the lead and hit a perfect drive on sixteen and had a back right pin on and I was hitting it so beautifully and I got really aggressive trying to reach that pin and to make another birdie and I just hung it a hair right into the edge of the heavy rough with an impossible lie and made a bogey to go one behind and with two to play and, you know, tough, tough finishing holes and so you kind of learn the lessons along the way. But you're right, not winning at least one of those opens uh, was a big, big disappointment.
2: You know, Tom, t- first of all, the, to, to be able to contend major championships says a lot about your grit and a lot about your game. But talk a little bit about getting punched in the nose and, and the way this game does it and the resiliency that it
4: has. Yeah. Well, it does. It knocks you down way more than, uh, than you're standing on top of the podium. Um, so it's, you know, really how capable are you? Of getting back up again and, and taking another punch um you know and i think you end up learning that you have to punch back you have to punch back really hard and i think that's you know that's kind of where i ended up would be uh, okay you know what this may i may be knocked down this week but i'm going to go throw a punch as hard as i can next week and see if i can get it back and so it's that you know you never give up you never ever uh give in to disappointment you know you maybe it lingers for a while and it's it hangs in there for a while where you're just really uh, upset, unhappy about the result, but but then the, the uh, you know, I'm going to go punch somebody really hard takes over and you go back out and you get after it again. And I think that's the essence of sports is... Um, you know, it's punch and counter punch. You know, hit me hard, I'm going to hit you harder. Um, and and how, how well can you do that? How well can you get up off the mat and throw another haymaker?
2: And then, Tim, how indicative and what a great uh, life lesson for us as dads that give a damn about our kids and trying to be good dads to be able to relay this to the to the girls and, and the boys, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter whether you're a girl or a boy. It's, uh, you know, the disappointments that you, you, you run across, you know, um, You know, like I have a son who's a senior in high school, and the disappointments he's had to face over the last year and a uh, half—not only with you know COVID and this pandemic—and really messing up his last year and a half of high school. You know, but finally getting to play a football season and blowing out his knee. You know, he he wanted to play college football. He had offers to play college football. Uh, Just totally, you know, ACL, MCL, meniscus—the whole nine yards—just just destroyed his left knee and. And so he's now going to go play golf in college, not football. But, you know, to face that disappointment was exactly that. It's like, how do you face that? You know, how do you move forward, you know, when your biggest dream of all dreams has just been totally crushed? Um, You know, and that's the lesson. That's the lesson is, hey, we all face it. And I think it really helped him, you know, I think through the last year and a half and everything, to see there's so many other people in this world who have it way worse. Uh, You know, the people have had these amazingly – Uh, huge success stories and the things they had to overcome. And, you know, that's what kind of makes you think, well, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And sometimes they listen to Dad about that. Sometimes they don't. Uh, But the the message eventually gets through that you can't quit. You can never quit.
2: All right, that's going to wrap up the front nine. But don't go anywhere. We'll wrap up the Tom Lehman interview on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, everybody. It's Vince Gill. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. If you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. 1-866-341-9255 is their number. They have been in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com. Or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve.
0: Don't miss the hottest rookie class in PGA Tour Champions history. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Purick, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club September 6th through the 12th. Join legends Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin to celebrate the PGA Tour Champions' newest event. Professional golf returning to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, pro-am foursomes on sale now. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com.
2: I am with my buddy Joe Schiezer from USA Mortgage. Hey
0: Jay. How are you?
2: Doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for the support of the show. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Congratulations. This is uh, your third year, and we're really proud to be a sponsor all three years since the very beginning. It's a great show, and we look forward to it every Sunday morning. Well, thanks a bunch. Tell us just a little bit about USA Mortgage and what you can do for people. Well, USA Mortgage is an ESOP. It's an employee-owned company, so over 1,000 families here in St. Louis Work for the company. So if you want an opportunity to patronize a a local company, please call USA Mortgage, 314-628-2015, and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over your options, discuss all the different programs that are available, and give you an opportunity to support a local company. That's awesome, Joe. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. You've
1: seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tee to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more.
0: We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmer's Insurance.
2: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. We are headed to the Back Nine. I got Pearly with me. Meat's taking good care of us. And we go to thank the Fogelbach Agency for presenting the Back Nine. Ed Fogelbach and his family run the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers 314 314- 398-0101. Those guys will take care of any insurance needs you have, whether it's personal, whether it's for your business, anything. I'm talking to Ed right now about a few things. Anything you need, he can do. All right? 314-398-0101. All right, Pearl, let's just go right back to the end of the second half of that Tom Lehman interview.
0: 81 to the back edge against the wind and up to uh-huh.
1: All right, I'll the it.
0: Just trust me on this one.
1: Oh, yeah, watch yeah. this. Yeah. Oh. Well, you got to trust him, John. Tom Lehman is brought to you by Golden Team.
2: Tom, how does. It talk a little bit about representing the United States. I know how important it was for you to play on the Ryder Cup teams. I know you were on. Uh, uh, four Ryder Cup teams as a and one as a captain, three Presidents Cups teams. Talk a little bit about that experience and how that ranks in your career.
4: Well, that was another big goal that I had was, um, you know, you know, I had I had five, I had set five goals, uh, and and one of them was to be on the Ryder Cup team. And uh, you know, I, and I remember the year that there was a the big thing about pay to play. Do we get paid to play in the Ryder Cup team? And and my whole feeling was, hey, you know what? I would pay to play on the Ryder Cup team. If I had to, you know, if it was up to me to, to you know, write a check to you know, to be a part of that, I would do it. It's such a big deal. Uh, I always felt like making a Ryder Cup team was about the, the pinnacle of, of what you could achieve as a, a professional golfer. Um, you know, really kind of sets you into a different level amongst your peers um, of what you're capable of achieving and you know it, it takes a lot to make a rider cup team so to me it was uh, always loved it i remember at, at brookline uh i was the first off on the singles on sunday and, and rudy gatlin grabbed an american flag and kind of led the crowd in acapella you know star spangled banner on the first tee and then you know that's that's the kind of stuff that i love you know, just the emotion of the crowd the emotion of the day uh, the patriotism the, the nationalistic cry the cheering the even the even the europeans singing their songs and You know, and all that they do is, is, you know, such a big part of what makes the Ryder Cup special.
2: Right. It's so true. And, um, well, Tom, let's transition a little bit to, you and I are both ambassadors for the Ascension Charity Classic. St. Louis is is getting a Senior Champions Tour event uh, this year. Unfortunately, we whole thing got kind of uh, pushed back a year because of COVID, but this Ascension group is a, uh, it's a, they're a community rock star here in town, and um, to bring you on, Billy Andre is on, uh, Jay Williamson and myself kind of local here, and then Hale Irwin, it, it shows a lot about uh, how much they care and, 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 and what this event's going to be like.
4: Exactly right. And I think the thing that all of us, you know, you and I have been tour members for so long and all the other people who played the tour, one of the things that we could be most proud of is is the the, uh, the giving back component of professional golf. And, uh, and You need to have a local organization, uh, a local leadership who, who sees a vision for their community and, and gets behind that to make it all happen. You know, like in in Phoenix, you know, we have the Thunderbirds who, you know, they are the organization that puts it all together and raises the money and, and gives it all the great charities that need. Well, Ascension in St. Louis is that, is that organization. It, it is that group of businessmen uh, and leaders who have seen that vision and, and see what they can do for the community. And I think anybody who plays golf for a living understands the importance uh, of the giving back component. Uh, There is no doubt that um, it's factual that the PGA Tour, Champions Tour, uh, they they give more to charity than all the other uh, professional sports combined, um, which is something that I'm super proud of, and and which is really why I'm so excited to be a part of the Ascension Group in the St. Louis community. uh, Doing the things that are going to be done, which is going to support the community in such a big way—that's that's a big deal.
2: Yeah, Tom, I feel the same way. I mean, I didn't have a huge part in it, but I did my my share, and I'm so proud of that. And I almost wish that the PGA Tour would advertise that a little more.
4: Well, they ought to, and, and, and I know that they try to do that. But um, you know, maybe they feel. Well, who knows what they feel? All I know is this, is that uh, I know it, you know it, uh, a lot of people know it. You know, I I basically make that part of my message whenever I talk about my pride in being a part of the PGA Tour. You know, and uh, it's it's a really significant, significant thing. And, And I think what it's done over the years is it's actually also become a model you know into young golf pros who come up and they take part they join the tour and then they realize what a big deal charity is and they become personally so involved in their own communities with philanthropy and giving back and and so it's not just the tour but it's the individual golfers who make up the tour who do their own things and You know, so when you combine, I think, all of the things that you do, that, uh, you know, Jim Furyk does, that Steve Stricker does, that Tiger Woods does, you combine all the individuals, put that on top of what the tour does, and, and the number is just absolutely staggering.
2: It really speaks to our game, doesn't it, Tom? You know when you—I've had a lot of ex-athletes here on on this show. I just had Wayne Gretzky on a couple of weeks ago, and they talk about golf, the charitable engine that it possesses. It's a societal powerhouse. I mean, it's unlike yeah, anything yeah. else. We got—I feel so lucky that this game bit me when I was a young teenager, and it still hasn't let go.
4: No, you're right. And it even goes beyond that. You know, I would say it even goes beyond that into you know, our 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 sport is built upon personal responsibility, accountability, integrity. You know, we, we call penalties on ourselves when the ball moves on the green, you know, when we lift the twig and the ball moves in the edge of the rough. I mean, that's kind of who we are as a sport. That's who we are as competitors is, is, is uh, you know, integrity uh, is such a big part of what we do. And And I, therefore, believe that the PGA Tour, you know, has the ability to kind of demand the same kind of integrity from local leaders, from national leaders. Like, this is the way we play the game. You know, we we expect you to play the game the same way. Uh, And I think that kind of statement can only be made when you have integrity in your side, when you actually, this is who you are and what you do. And I I do believe that, you know, we have the power, you know, locally and nationally to kind of say, let's all play the game this way. This makes way more sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Tom. And it's been nice to see the PGA Tour kind of lead the way through this COVID experience where we're getting things done. We're still competing. Yeah. People are staying healthy. And we're still providing things for the community and, and for the sport fan.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We're, we have a lot to be proud of for certain.
2: So, Tom, talk just a little bit as we wrap this up. I'm, uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm visiting with major champion Tom Lehman, good buddy, Midwestern guy, g- g- great family man. Tom, talk a little bit about the modern game. When I watch the number of players that are playing and competing in the Corn Ferry Tour and the way that golf has just elevated, I have no idea if I was a young guy today if I could even make it on tour.
4: Well, um, certainly the way we were raised to play would not be conducive to making it on tour today um you know it's a whole different ball game it's a whole different way of hitting the golf ball the way of swinging uh training i mean these kids train they train really hard you know in order to create speed it's all about speed uh and uh you know all about hitting that ball hard and you know the power game today is remarkable I and mean, i just played golf a little thing with my son on Monday, Thomas, um, who just turned pro about a year ago, and he and I had played the O'Miras in a Father's Day a match to be taped and then shown on Father's Day, and there was one hole where I hit a two ninety-five, just busted one, and I was 85 yards behind him. Oh. So that, that's the nature of today's game, is, is, is power, and if you and I would be born, you know, 15 or 18 years ago, uh, we'd be in the same boat. You know, you had plenty of power. You had Plenty of athleticism, you know. It's a, I always say it'd be a remarkable how far you would hit it, Jay Delsing. The way that you, you're, you know, being athletic, athletic as you are and as big as you are, and the long arms and the long body. I mean, you'd be hitting at 370 today if you were to have grown up in that kind of uh, golfing environment. So, uh, it's just the nature of the game today, and, and uh, it's really fun on the one hand, but it certainly has has taken the professional golf so far beyond what the average guy can envision uh, for himself that it's it's uh, it's remarkable that way
2: it's true tom the the average guy can't relate to that. I tell my friends watch the l p g a tour you're going to pick up so much more from those guys you're going to be able to relate to that
4: <laughs> yeah they don't no, like that right.
2: they they don't like hard. that comment, but it's really true uh, well.
4: Well, that LPGA. I tell you what, they've they've stepped it up. They are remarkable players. I'm so impressed by them. The, those gals can really, they can really play the game of golf. I mean, they roll their rock and they they hit it straight. They have some power. Um, they do it right. Well done.
2: Well, Tom, just uh, I just want to thank you for for spending some time. I know you're down in Houston. Good luck at Insperity this week. Give us a little update on your game. Let us uh, give us something that we can root for this week.
4: Well, you know, my game is, is kind of the same it's always been. It's I, I still hit it pretty well. My putting is a little erratic. Uh, the weeks that I putt well, I do well. The, the weeks that I putt poorly, I, I, you know, finish 30th. So um, it's just kind of nature. I, I'm driving the ball extremely well. Um, uh, I, I'm, for the most part, happy with where I'm at. But, you know, say at age 62, 12 years older than these guys are coming out at age 50, it's just, uh, you know, the, the distance factor is, is – is really become an issue uh, trying to compete with the repeat goosens of the world who hit it fifty and sixty yards further than me. Uh, when Phil comes out, you know, he's fifty yards ahead of me. Um, you know, but there's still there's still hope. You know, you see Stricker who's hits it pretty far still, but he's you know, he I can hit it within ten or fifteen of him and he's still winning a lot. So, you know, once again it's all about that flat stick. So the people need to cannot kind of, keep their fingers crossed for guys like me who just need a little bit of help on the greens
2: (laughs) and you know those competitive juices i can hear it in your voice are still flowing
4: well i still like to you know the preparation part of golf i do i think when i think about the idea of of being a professional golfer the the preparation uh, is such a big part of it just i enjoy thinking ahead to something that i'm looking forward to and working hard to be ready i mean that's all still something i enjoy and uh I think that's uh, the the one thing. When I ever, whenever I lose that, then it's just time to
2: quit. Tom, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck in Houston this week, and we can't wait to see you in St. Louis in September.
4: Yeah, yeah, me too, Jay. I appreciate it, and thanks, thanks for having me on. It's so good to talk to you.
2: Okay, so, Pearl, one of the things that um, it, it was um, – as I was doing this interview, to think back about how long I've known Tom, when I started thinking about um, – Watching him struggle, you know he's the only guy to be Player of the Year on the developmental tour, the Nike Nationwide, whatever the Corn Ferry now, the the PGA Tour, the and the Champions Tour. That's pretty damn cool.
3: Some serious longevity there. Uh, it's it's absolutely cool. And and with the bringing a unique swing really to the game, Jay. Uh, not too many guys to go out and uh, and copy what uh, Tom Lehman does.
2: No, that's right, and he was a, a power hooker, power drawer of the ball. He had a lot of, lot of great shots. Gosh, bro, I can remember, and I brought this up to him, so close at the U.S. Open, which was absolutely would have been just an, uh, uh, a jewel and a crown of a really great career that he just couldn't close the door on.
3: Well, a couple times, right? Which one are you referring to?
2: Uh, the one that he lost to Ernie Els at Congressional. If you recall, well, I, Um uh, what,
3: he was right there at Oakland Hills, uh, yeah. I, I believe. James. And
2: Steve Jones—that's when he said he, he couldn't possibly have played better. I think it was—I don't remember the year, maybe '97, but we're close. It was somewhere in that ballpark. But um, yeah, it was pr- pretty impressive um, when he said, "I couldn't have played better. I didn't get—I got a few funky bounces, I got a couple of thises and that's, and and everything went perfectly." right for steve jones to win
3: yeah i remember that a little bit I actually was working that uh, out on the golf course for whoever it was at an nbc deal i guess uh nbc and i can remember them coming down the stretch and walking off the golf course thinking how did tom Lehman not win i can i can very vividly remember that uh could he hit a fade jay did uh not, fade? not
2: not really but he could pretty much hit a straight ball
3: but so I'm going to tell you something. I did watch him hit a fade because I didn't think he could either. I was at Valderrama, the 12th hole, I believe, during the Ryder Cup. I had I had his group. It was a very difficult sideways, funky hole, and the really only way that you could the green would receive it was a hook lie, but you had to hit a cut. And I'm thinking, what is he going to do here? He has no chance. This is going to be a hook on top of a hook. He stands up there and hits a rocket, and it cuts. I don't know, four or five yards, and just a beauty, about 15 feet up there. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that was in the bag. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, that's true. Well, that's going to wrap up the back nine. But but come back for the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Pearly and I will have a little more breakdown of the Tom Lehman conversation, and then uh, we got some other smack to talk about. Don't miss it. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Bill DeWitt third president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry. What's the name of the show? Uh, Golf with Jay Helsing. Oh, yeah. let me start it. (laughs) After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club pain-free again. That's right, without any pain. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process, and when I was ready, one of their specially trained KVS certified physical therapists put me on the 3D motion capture system. It was so cool. They evaluated my posture, my alignment, and the efficiency of my swing. They gave me a golf-specific exercises to help make my swing efficient and repeatable again. Call them at 800-518-1626. Or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for a special discount. Your therapy, our passion.
1: Are you looking for a great career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands, and fixing things inside the home? Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In St. Louis or St. Charles County, contact Brian Probst at AAA Home Services. The phone number is 636-299-3871. Marcona Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
2: I know you've heard me talk about Whitmore Country Club. I want to thank them for supporting the show again for the third year and tell you things are going great for them. There's 90 holes of golf when you join at the Whit- at Whitmore Country Club. The membership provides you access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardine, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. Cart fees are included. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. 24-hour fitness center is fantastic. There's two large pool complexes uh, and three tennis courts. Stop in the golf shop. you got to see my buddy Bummer. He is an absolute great guy that would love to help you with your game and love to show you around um, the uh, facility. He and his staff uh, run golf league, skins, games, members, tournaments, couples, events. There's live music. There's uh, uh, great dining opportunities out there, outside, inside. Anything you and your family need golf-wise, fun-wise, visit WhitmoreGolf.com or call them at 636- Nine two six nine six two two.
0: Professional golf returns to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic, presented by Emerson. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Purick, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club, September 6th through the 12th. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, and pro-am foursomes are on sale now. All proceeds go to North St. Louis County Charities. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com or call 314-938-2828. PGA Tour Golf is back in the Lou. The Ascension Charity Classic.
5: Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves St. Louis area families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
5: I want to tell you about Dean Team
2: Volkswagen of Kirkwood. My friend Colin Burnt runs the store over there, and he helped me buy a used Volkswagen for my daughter Jo when she turned 16. We've had the car for over a year. It's running great, it's nice and safe, and we've taken it there to get it serviced just recently pearly that does the show with me just bought a nice toyota truck from Collins. so i want you to know that if there's any sort of vehicle you need anything at all you can get it at the dean team volkswagen of kirkwood you can call them at 314-966-0303 or visit them at dean team Kirkwood.com.
0: grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair we're on to the 19th hole on golf with jay delsey
1: the nineteenth hole is brought to you by Michelob
2: Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearly is with me. Brad Barnes is taking care of us here at the ESPN studios. We're headed to the Michelob Ultra nineteenth hole. Uh, man, got my Ultra right here. A little seltzer today, Pearl. Going for a little, you know, Ultra seltzer. Pretty damn good. I think they might. I think they might have something here. I don't know what you think.
3: <laughs> Pretty, they got something. Yeah, they, they did. Got they something. got something.
2: All right. So I, I, let's uh, before we move on, let's talk a little more about Tom Lehman. I thought one of the things that really stood out in my mind was his story about his son, a uh, football player, uh, obviously a, a very severe knee injury and now making a transition and headed over to play college golf. Pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, there's so much to that story, Jay, isn't there? I mean, at that age, to be able to kind of lose what your dream was and then to have to transition, probably at the end of the day, right, at the end of the next 40 years in that young man's life, might turn out to be one of the cooler things going on, that he may, he's going to make this transition. And it, Tom made it sound like, the kid can already play a little bit. I liked when he said that uh, he hit it about 60 70 yards past Tom. Tom's not short no Tom. Tom is not short and uh, I've experienced that with some of the guys that you're training some of your young guns where i i'm all I'm very accepting of people knocking at 15 20 25 pass speed. But those guys are hitting at 50, 60, 70 past me and, and not batting an eye. That's disappointing. Actually, <laughs> it's disappointing for me, exciting for them, I guess. I don't
2: know. Actually, I've learned they don't spend any time on it because they just no, – they don't. They don't, they don't no, give they a don't. damn and they think that this is the way it should be. And you and I are over there with our, our feelings hurt. But, um, yeah, you know what, John? Uh, gosh, we don't get too deep on this show. About anything really, but the life lesson there is is I think what you're referring to with Tom's son and how life and the universe and fate, whatever you want to call it, has ways of throwing you massive curveballs that are can seem so devastating and you know here's a a kid that's got a out if you will that's going to be college golf, which is a which is pretty pretty fortunate and pretty uh pretty interesting to see how it's all going to turn out.
3: Well, I think it is absolutely awesome. I, I want to mention one more thing that I basically remember, and this might be a little bit more lore than fact, but there's some some to this, and it goes with our conversation earlier about guys who were, quote, jokers. I'm pretty sure that Tom's career came down to, I believe, an 8-iron at the last hole at uh, PGA West going through some tour qualifying to where if he didn't make it, he was good done. He was hanging it up, and he rips an 8-iron in there and I believe makes a birdie. And kind of moves on gets his card and kind of moves on from that. You know, as his son is going to realize going through that injury and having to change things, you know, we've got to change. We have to adapt. We have to hang in there. We have to keep trying new do things all the time. And, yeah, you're right. We don't talk maybe enough about that on this show. But whether it's staying in there and getting to go from Nick Foldo to, to Sir Nick uh, and be knighted uh, type of stuff, uh, so much of life is hanging in there. And I'm sure – uh, that uh, I believe his name is Thomas. I believe Thomas will hang in there, and who knows if we get to see him on the big stage going forward.
2: I think Thomas is the older son. I think Sean is the younger boy. So, um, but
3: hey, what w- was I close? Was that was it's Thomas a layman? Of sons? It's a layman. Yeah, exactly. You got it.
2: You exactly. got it. What's exactly. a, Who cares? <laughs> Why? You know. What, did I, what was I thinking? Yeah. All
3: right, what were you thinking? I don't know. Sorry I, anyway, to correct I, I was a roll with yeah, that story. I know. Just I let know.
2: Me go with it. Just I know. let me go. I don't know what happened to me. All right, so let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about the grand opening in American Dunes. Okay? Oh, please. Yeah. So um, I, got, uh, I got a bunch of picks sent uh, by uh, Noon & Rooney, and uh, just a spectacular place. Jack and Barbara Nicholas were there for... Um, uh, the grand opening, you've got to go to YouTube. You've got to go check out uh, – go to Folds of Honor site. It's all over there. It's really, really awesome. But the quote that stuck out in my mind was Jack Nicklaus with his, you know, golden bear hat on. It's red, white, and blue insignia of the golden bear on there. And he said, man, do I love golf. But it pales to hum- to how much love I have for my country. And this golf course is – Spectacular for me to be able to 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 help and know that I'm helping our fallen heroes, some of our wounded heroes, and the 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 entire cause. And I guess by by checking out the pictures, what they did to this golf course is just a, a renovation that is spectacular.
3: Well, all from a goat, Jack Nicholas, a goat of a of a statement, just just makes a lump in my throat, just chokes me up. I I read it. I just listened to you say it. I've read it multiple times. It's, it's the perfect thing, by the way, from a marketing standpoint, that's the perfect quote from a logo standpoint, the whole imaging behind that, they got the guy in the, uh, uh, Dan Rooney from, uh, uh, from the jet jet pilot, uh, visuals in the background, just, I cannot wait to go. Uh, I, I cannot wait. I got a buddy that's made a, a tee time up there. I'm not even going to remember the date right now. I still want to go up there. Yeah, and, I want to go. Uh, I want to go as
2: well. It would be a lot of fun. There might be a fishing pole in the in the. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah 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 oh,
3: yeah. There will be a fishing pole. Yeah, there will be a fishing pole.
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, Dan reached out and wants to come back on the show and and uh, talk a little bit about the Patriot Golf Day. So we're going to get him back on the show here in a little bit and. Uh, and talk about how folks can be involved in, in, support the Patriot golf day. But, um, uh, yeah, the, I just didn't want that whole, um, the American dunes thing to go by without, without, you know, giving it a little plug.
3: Jay, that's a place you got to take one of some of your groups. I mean, when you're out there doing your, your, uh, entertainment, uh, type of a thing, what a, what a great place there. That, that's a cool part of the country. It's a beautiful part of the country. And, uh, the I'll tell you, the images that I'm seeing online of that golf course makes me want to be there tomorrow. Just really cool-looking place. Yeah, no
2: doubt about it. Plus, I mean, what – can it be a better feel-good story to take – you know, go spend some money there at a place where you know that it's benefiting uh, folks that have served our country and that, you know, basically have allowed you and I to go chase a ball and you build a business and sell a business and all these other things because these guys are, you know – taking care of our freedom. I, I love the you know the, the, that that it gets used a lot, but the, you know, freedom isn't free. You know, and those people have yeah. paid some some ultimate prices and uh, uh it's it's yeah, it's a cool thing.
3: Well and all the things that Jack and Barbara and Nicholas have seen and done and accomplished, for them to get extra inspired by something says that there's there's a special touch to this place. There's a special Theme behind this whole thing that even moved them, which is pretty cool.
2: Well, and I, I can't, you know, I know I'm, I'm paid by Ascension, but I can't tell you how cool it is that Ascension is bringing Jack in here. I just think, you know, he's a treasure, and he's not going to be along forever. He had a funny statement the other day that he said, you know, my entire life I had all of these. You know, CEOs and all of these people, anywhere I went said, man, I wish I could play golf like you. And Jack said, you can now. He's 80 <laughs> years old. And he said, he goes, he goes, I'm hitting my drive so short I can hear it land. <laughs> I just thought that was great. And he said, you know, all those years ago, people said that to me. And I'm like, he said to himself, he's like, damn, now they can play like I do. Because I guess he just doesn't, you know, doesn't play well anymore. But um, just the fact that he's coming to St. Louis, he's supporting Ascension and supporting the North County um, uh, charities involved with Ascension. And and having Ascension do that, you know, go out and get. You know the greatest of all time to come in and and put on a nine hole exhibition and play with another Hall of Famer and and and, uh, and Tom Watson just uh, spectacular. Just you know, it it I I really feel like Pearlie, this community is not going to fully appreciate what happens there until we get until we we kind of have the first year in our rearview mirror.
3: Well, that's okay, but that's okay. And, and your build up and your excitement. I can hear you. I can hear you with it. I think it's super exciting. I think there's so many cool things. But, Jay, even those great things, you got to have some years under you for people to start appreciating things. But with what's going on and what they're doing to make this a, kick, a great kickstart, a great starting point, man, they're doing everything. Oh my. This is awesome. Yeah, and I've been it's fortunate
2: awesome. to be behind the scenes a little bit. Nick Ragone, Steve Spratt, what they're doing, and, you know, they're, they're going the extra mile. Um, the, the other thing that I need to mention – you know, St. Louis has had a major golf tournament show, 2018, the 100th anniversary of the PGA Championship, all really, really spectacular. But there's a component that's been missing in those events, Pearl, and it's the Pro-Am uh, uh, portion and the opportunity. And on the Champions Tour, to be able to go play with John Daly or to be able to caddy and have you caddy in their group, Pearl, that could make somebody's day. You know, there's a lot of...
5: <laughs> Thank you. You're okay.
2: welcome. I didn't toss you that, but there's there's the opportunities to play with those guys, is a life uh, long experience that that for the golfer they're they're not going to appreciate what it's like until they experience it, and I think that is truly what. Um, separates golf from all the other sports, Pearl. And that's why it's so popular with CEOs. That's why folks get involved and raise money with it because of some of these experiences. Uh, that will do it. And join us next week. I've got to sit down with Craig Can. He's one of the originals from the Golf Channel. He's written a book. He went to uh, Mizzou. Uh, just a, a really fun interview. So this is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis.